So to the reviewers, listeners, lovers, supporters out there, it is a special day today, man. It's another celebrity birthday today, and this is one I could not, I just couldn't ignore. I had to do commentary for, you know, one of her films, or at least one of the TV show episodes or something. I had her on the brain. I said, I have to do her justice. I have to show her some love on her birthday. I'm talking like, the. I'd really be talking like these motherfuckers know who I am and I know them personally or something like that. Sarah Michelle Geller is never going to listen to the Tudor Reviews podcast, but I'm just saying I can keep my fingers crossed. The guy can dream, can he? But it is nonetheless, people, the great, the awesome, the legendary, the beautiful Sarah Michelle Geller's 45th birthday today. She is 45 years young, still looking fine as hell, in my opinion. And if I'm not mistaken, her and Freddie Prince Jr. are still together. I, I don't know. I think they hooked up either I don't know if if there was sparks flying on the set of I Know What You Did Last Summer or if it happened during Scooby-Doo. I don't know, but they had hooked up, man, and I actually liked them together as a couple. But we're not going to focus too much on that. I've already done, you know, y'all can check out my commentary for I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream 2. She's in both of those movies. Um, She's a bit of an underrated Scream Queen, if you want to call her that. But Sarah Michelle Gellar, for me, outside of this movie we're about to jump into for the commentary, she will always and forever be Buffy the Vampire Slayer for me, man. That is where I already knew who she was, but that is pretty much what cemented her for me. I used to really tune in every Wednesday or whatever day it was, whatever time it was on WB when they used to show Buffy the Vampire Slayer, man. I still watch a couple of those episodes online. I think sometime last month I was watching that Dead Man's Party episode where the mask, there's, there's a haunted mask that's bringing like all these dead people back to life and they crash the party and willow and buffy and xander and oz and cordelia have to like they have to fend off all these fucking zombies that are outside man that's one of my favorite buffy vampire slayer episodes ever but what i had to do here man i had to go to you know not a tv show but the movie that kind of it didn't cement sarah michelle geller for me but it's one of her most memorable roles on screen for me because she is just such a malicious, manipulative, bitchy character in this movie, and I love it. I fucking love it, man. I know it's a bit incestuous in this film, the the whole dynamic between her and um, Ryan Phillippe's character. They're not blood siblings. They're married into each other, but it's still very strange that they fuck around. I don't know. To each their own, man. Whatever y'all into, as long as y'all ain't, you know, literally fucking your blood relative. You know, I stay out of grown folks' business. That's what I do. And I know they're not grown folks in this movie, but I still love this movie, Cruel Intentions, man. 1999 is when this movie came out. And it was, um, I'm gonna be real. Until today, I never knew who directed this movie. So here we are just now finding out that this was written and directed by a guy named Roger Cumble. And I'm actually looking up his filmography right now. Um, he wrote a film called Unveiled in 94, National Lampoon Senior Trip. He wrote Cruel Intentions. He wrote and directed. Oh my God. He wrote and directed Cruel Intentions too. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I've never, people, I've never even wasted my fucking time on Cruel Intentions 2. There is a Cruel Intentions 3 also. I wouldn't even, I haven't even seen it and I wouldn't recommend it. Ain't no way that they fucking with this movie. There's no way. But he, um, directed The Sweetest Thing, Just Friends, which I think is a Ryan Reynolds, um, film and he did uh you know for all you animated folks out there i think furry vengeance is an animated film i mean if it's if it's not then it damn sure should be with a title like that but this cast man even though i didn't know the director of this film until today 
I always love this cast, man. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Ryan Phillippe, Reese Witherspoon, Selma Blair. It was so 90s, man. Joshua Jackson, who's easily one of the best characters in this movie, he doesn't have a lot of screen time. He's only in like two scenes of this film. Sean Patrick Thomas is in this movie. Louise Fletcher, if I'm not mistaken, is in this goddamn movie. Um, Tara Reid at one point. Eric Maybe is from, from um, you know, Resident Evil and The Crow Salvation is in here. Who else are we looking at here? Um, oh my God, I didn't know Natalie Kelly was in here. Natalie Kelly played Neela in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. But who the fuck, what character does she play? I don't know, people. These Listen, today is a brand new day, apparently, because I'm just now finding out a lot. Um, what's her name? Christine Baranski is in here. And she was that annoying-ass camp counselor in Adam's Family Values where she's like, we're going to make an example. Gosh, she got on my nerves in that fucking movie. And she just gets on my nerves equally in this movie, I think, because she's secretly racist. She know that Sean Patrick Thomas is trying to bang her daughter, Selma Blair. And she, she just tries to play it off because there's a line where he's like, I'm... I'm surprised that a woman like you couldn't look past racial lines. And she's like, don't give me that racist crap. My husband and I gave money to Colin Powell. And it's like, that shit there, there are some funny ass moments in this movie. This movie's not perfect, but we will, you know, break it down in an orderly and timely fashion as the movie goes along. But um, again, people, this is online. I did not waste time, um, you know, looking for it. But I'm almost certain this is either on like HBO or... Um, showtime on demand if you guys want to check it out of course it's the theatrical version i don't think there's any other versions throughout this or or any other versions for this movie but i do know there are deleted scenes i've got the dvd some fucking where it packed up and um there's a bunch of deleted scenes and I, I feel like they deleted them for a reason but this is the straight standard theatrical run for cruel intentions people and that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me and y'all know if y'all are tuning in with me y'all are the true to the reviews mvp so before we get started, let's give another happy birthday shout out. Happy 45th birthday shout out to Sarah Michelle Geller. This one is for you, miss. And God damn it, if you should ever stumble upon this commentary by mistake, um, I'm trying to interview you. I would love, it would be my honor to interview you on the show. But, you know, wishful thinking, people. But here we go, man. Commentary for Cruel Intentions, people. I will hit the play button in three, two, one. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. You know, I had posted something on Facebook, right? And um, it was the actual model that was that was doing the Columbia Pictures logo before they added, you know, the, the, the beautiful effects and shit. Such a timeless opening, such a timeless logo. But I can only imagine how paid she was after that when Columbia Pictures took off. Like, you know, her kids, 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 grandkids, ancestors are probably good for life. Another thing I love about this movie, even though I won't be able to name all the songs, this soundtrack is fucking flames.
That car, man. That Jaguar Roadster ball. Now, is it Ryan Philippi or is it Felipe? I think I had the same problem when I did the I Know What You Did Last Summer commentary. I I've never been able to pronounce it. Still a good actor, though. I, I always liked him, man. He's a bit of an asshole in a lot of his movies, but that's... <laughs> I don't want to say he gets typecast, but sometimes he does. I love when the captions say that in the beginning, written for the... It doesn't say written by, it says written for the screen by. Like, I love that shit. I don't know what it is about it. Sebastian, let's try and now this lady playing his therapist she was the uh she was the other lawyer in liar liar the one that was going back and forth with jim carrey i need let me look her name up i can't feel sorry for myself because i'm some poor little rich boy it's not your fault swoozy kurtz adolescence is a difficult she's a good actress too without great parenting things can go awry but you have to rise above their mistakes Way to promote your book during a therapy session, lady. You have to stop being so hard on then she wrote Bill Bill him for the book. Like, come on. Over. You're right. I don't trust therapists at all. It's hard to believe that there was once a period. It's probably why I'm fucking nuts now. She's like, nigga, what? I'm old enough to be your mammy. So proud of you. Same time next week. Oh, didn't I tell you? I'm going on my book tour. I'll be back in a This is like, for lack of a better, you know, phrase. This is like the white version, but darker version of Boomerang. You know, where the player, the bachelor, the Casanova, the ladies' man, where he gets a taste of his own medicine. He falls head over heels for this girl he didn't mean to. And then shit just kind of goes south after that. I love movies like that, though. There you go. Now, in 2022, that would have been considered sexual harassment. He would have got canceled, arrested, been on TMZ and CNN, BT, TBS, PBS. Little does she know he already hit them cheeks. She's a little out of your league. No offense. Oh well. Sebastian's a yo, he's a dickhead, man. And she was so certain, like she's like, she's a little out of your league, sir. <laughs> she don't even know who's on that other end of the phone. Now, of course, this Terry did Urban Legend, I think, a year prior to this. And this was her exact face during her death scene in Urban Legend. Just tears and fucked up makeup. Lord. 
That was so fucked up, though. And Bob Dukes is like, no, he didn't. <laughs> Her office is crazy, though. Way too much glass you can see through, but. Hmm. He's like, huh? She wasn't trying to hear nothing. So what's your name? Clarissa. Clarissa? Clarissa, do you explain it all? Thank you. I'm gonna take you to lunch. Okay. God damn, is it that easy? This motherfucker's got the luck of the Irish and walked off holding hands, swinging hands and shit. He even drives like an asshole. Such an arrogant asshole. I mean, it's good, though, because it's good to see him get a taste of his own medicine later on in the movie. I can't tell you how happy we are that Cecile will be a One thing I wanted to say about Tara Reid was that I, I like Tara Reid. Um, I even like her in American Pie movies, her character. But one thing I will never forgive her for is Sharknado. I, I, I just can't. I, I don't hate a lot of movies, but I fucking hate those movies. Vietnamese is really a beautiful language, don't you think? And poor Selma Blair, like she, her character, Cecile was so innocent, and she just got turned out in this job. How do you do it? Where do you get your strength? Well, I know this sounds corny, but whenever I feel the temptation of peer pressure, I turn to God, and He helps me through the problem. You're going to hell. Beautiful. In a handbasket, cause she got the coke in inside of the fucking cross, like she's going to hell. <laughs> Is that all you can think of? And let me just say, by the way, bars, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar with this hair, that hair on her, like, I'm used to seeing her as a blonde, but this hair on her looks fucking great. This hair color. Like your stepbrother, Sebastian. I can't believe they didn't expel him after what he did to the school nurse. I hear she's recovering quite well. Nice to see you again, Mrs. Caldwell. You remember my my daughter Cecile? My, what an adorable shirt you're wearing. Thanks, my father took me on a trip to Australia. How are things down under? Blossoming, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> but he's only he's only a super asshole towards women. That's the one thing I hate about this fucking character. It's like, Thank dog, so keep that same energy. Okay, thanks. It was nice meeting you. Mwah. Ciao. Let's go, Cecile, now. Keep your legs together. This isn't Jamaica. 
I think all these actors have roles that I won't forgive them in. Because Selma Blair, like, I like Selma Blair, too. Um, I actually liked Selma Blair. There's a show that she was in that a lot of people don't even fucking remember. I think Michael Rosenbaum was in it. Zoe Duncan, Jack and Jane. I used to like that shit, man. I wasn't too crazy about it, but I, I used to tune in every once in a blue. I liked it. But uh, I won't forgive Selma Blair for that remake of The Fog where she played Stevie Wayne. I just... Mm-mm. Damn, he just he just gave up. Like that's disrespectful. If you pass out while you getting head, you're probably not gonna hear from that chick again. I don't believe that. Um, you know, I just noticed that was Bill Clinton in that photo. But I don't believe that, you know, that, that phrase she just said, that everyone loves, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. I'd rather keep my enemies nowhere near me. Because if you go by that friends close, enemies closer shit, you're, you're not going to know who's who after a while. You're going to get sucked into that bullshit. Why should I care? Because that piano is fire. She's quite cute, you know? Young, supple breasts, a tight arm, ass, uncharted She's so freaked out in this movie, yo. I don't think you'll ever get, well, I don't think we ever have gotten a role like this from her ever. Stop it, you two. Just stop it. I love the fucking inside joke there where Jennifer Love Hewitt's on the front cover of that magazine. They did that on purpose. I love it. Why I plan to wait by Annette Hargrove, Kansas City, Kansas. Now, Reese Witherspoon and Ryan Phillippe, I, I think they have one child together. I don't know if it's one or two, and I'm not even sure if they're still together or not. Trevor definitely didn't exist. He was one of those fucking George Glass ass boyfriends. Can you imagine what this will do for my reputation? 
screwing the new headmaster's daughter before school starts. She'll be my greatest victory. You don't stand a chance. <laughs> Even this is out of your And this, people, was the beginning of the end. Care to make a wager on that? I'll think about it. Oh, well. I will say this. Now, I'm not about to sit up here on this show and act like I was old Mr. Perfect, like I was always good to women. I didn't necessarily treat them like shit, but I did have my fake-ass Playboy era. But one thing I never, I never placed wagers on, like, I never bet anybody, like, yo, I bet I bet you such and such amount of money I can hit that ass. It's like, that shit's weird. The score is actually pretty good in this movie too. It fits. About that little wager of yours. It's it's an innocent score for a movie that's very dark. What are the terms? And very malicious. Like it it, it, it almost normally it wouldn't fit, but it works. Because there's so many people pretending to be somebody they're not in this in this film. Lord have mercy. What makes <laughs> even he started stammering over his words that didn't even come out of his mouth yet. Because I'm the only person you can't have and it kills you. She's very confident. No way. You can put it anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait, what? Freak ass in laws, man, or whatever the hell y'all consider yourselves. Y'all freaked out. Happy hunting, Sebastian. She straight up told that man he could put it anywhere. Now, fellas, I don't know how many women have told y'all that in y'all lifetime, but those are different kinds of women, yo. God bless them. Shit. Louise Fletcher, man. Um, what was that? One of my favorite movies that she was in is um, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think she played Nurse Ratchet in that movie. And she's in this other forgotten 1990 or 91 horror movie called Shadow Zone. It's a really weird fucking movie, but the full film is on YouTube if anybody wants to check it out. It is such a strange film. Louise Fletcher's in it. Um, Miguel A. Nunez Jr.'s in it. Who are you to criticize something you've never experienced? I wasn't criticizing anything. 
So I believe that people can experience the act of love until they are in love. And I just don't think people our age are mature enough to experience those kind of emotions. She was a little ahead of her time, though, with the like her character, the shit she was saying, because she's she's really not saying anything wrong, even though there's millions and billions of people who are not going to go by what she says. She's she's kind of not wrong, yo. It's like the older I get, the more I realize a lot of times we tend to like throw sex around like it's just whatever. And, you know, people are adults. They, you know, they do what they want. They sleep with who they want. But it's like when you really sit back and think about it, it's kind of kind of makes you think even more. That's good. Okay, now let's try the G major scale. And it's like every building in this in this film looks great. Every building, every interior. First of all, you know how much that bow probably cost? Sean Patrick Thomas. I, I like Sean Patrick Thomas, man. Um, Sean Patrick Thomas is an interesting actor because he can just pop up in places where you least expect him to. I didn't expect him to be in a Halloween movie. And even as, as fucking trash as that Halloween Resurrection movie is, y'all know how I feel about that shit. Um, I was rooting for Rudy when I first saw it. I'm not gonna lie. I was rooting for Rudy as a token black guy outside of Buster Rhymes to, um, to fight back. And he's in Dracula 2000. He's even in Can't Hardly Wait. So like, that's why I said, as far as nineties goes, he was a good addition because he was in Can't Hardly Wait. He was one of Mike's, Mike Dexter's best friends. Nice to meet you. And I think, uh, I fit, no, Say the Last Dance came out after this. It's based on the life of Dr. Martin Luther King. I know that's right. King is my favorite. She don't even know who Dr. King is. Well, I, uh, I guess our hour's up. Same time tomorrow? And Catherine wanted to fuck him right then and there. Josh, my boy, man, Joshua Jackson, yo, like, I'm telling y'all, he's one of the most underrated actors ever. Come on, man, Charlie Conway, this movie, he's got pretty much the same fucking hairstyle he had in Urban Legend a year prior to this. Him and Tara Reid, and he's weighing the bud on a scale, not even, a, a, like, a manual scale. Come on, man, even in When They See Us, Joshua Jackson was great. He's one of the only things I like about that movie, Cursed. Rest in peace to Wes Craven, but that movie sucked. But Joshua Jackson's one of the saving graces of a movie like that. What do you mean? Well, let's just say that Greg likes to tackle the tight ends on and off the field. Oh, are you shitting me? I should not. He used to sneak into my dorm room drunk every month. We'd go out for a little while, and then as soon as he'd come, he'd start freaking out. Oh, what are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm not a fag. If you tell anybody, I'm gonna... Oh, and did I mention Pacey from Dawson's Creek? Joshua Jackson is the fucking man, yo. Y'all better start putting some spec on his name. And if I'm not mistaken, hold up. I, I want to say that he's he has been cast in the Fatal Attraction series that's coming out. 
Let's 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 look it up just to be sure. We did a whole episode about that. If y'all want to check that out, but I don't I don't I don't think that's going to end well at all. I do believe Sparkus is showing on television tonight. Outstanding. But don't think this one's not going to cost you. And he's a hustler. Just make sure your front door is unlocked. Shall we say the stroke of midnight? No pun intended. The Listen. Such a poser, man. And there, I, there are people out here like that. See how his voice just switched up? Hey, Blaine. And it's people like that, man. Like, I feel like, I look at it like this. You see how Eric Mabius is just like, the gangster, she sucked my dick. It's like, the whole, you know, homophobic tough guy shit is like a dead giveaway with a lot of people that put that on display the way they do. I feel like if you're going to be gay, then be gay. Like, be who you are. It's not, like, be who you are, man. So no judge zone. Y'all know that, especially on this show. But, I, like, I hate when they just, when people are posers, man. And they talk shit about other people like like they're not pretending to be something. It's just really strange. Joshua Jackson was on the Skulls too. I, how the fuck did I forget the Skulls, man? Now this, <clears throat> excuse me, y'all. Um, when I say I, th this was one of the VHSs, this and Dust Till Dawn were two of the VHSs in my youth that almost broke from re rewinding. I'm not going to hold y'all. Because this kissing scene between them, I think they won like an MTV movie award for best kiss or something, and they even smooched at that. But this shit, the first kiss is, is child's play, but this second kiss, I, I don't think I had ever seen, unless it was on Jerry Springer, I had never seen two women kiss on screen like this before. And when I do that, I want you to massage my tongue with yours. And that's what first base is. That type of first base leads to a home run. And then they spoofed this. Uh, I don't know how many people out there have seen Not Another Team movie. But they spoofed this with uh, the girl who was acting like Sarah Michelle Gellar and that old woman actress. It was like, wow. Selma Blair was giving her more tongue than she was giving out. And there was a little... There was a little string of spit, so I could see why they had that nasty saliva in Not Another Teen Movie. Maybe you and they're just out there having a picnic. Like every, I'm telling y'all, every interior and exterior is just is it looks well, is shot well. And again, my cat Jazz has joined us for the commentary, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what to do if my mother found out. She would kill me. You did hide the letters, right? Okay, I want you to make copies of the letters and bring them to me. Why? Because if there's one thing I'm great at, it's love letters. With my help, Ronald will be eating out of the palm of your hand. I was a big letter writer back in my heyday. You do that for I mean, I was a writer, so, you know, 
<laughs> that that kiss was too much for her. Shit used to come on the box 24-7, people. I, it's one of those songs that you hate, but I just can't I can't escape it. And every time it comes on, it's like I can't help but 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 to sing it, whether out loud or in my head, it just can't go anywhere. That fucking song is everywhere. I don't know how many goddamn times I heard it. You know, even when the box used to count down on like the top 10 or top 20, that shit was always in there. short that conversation was and to the point it's just a couple words and it's like call me later yeah all right whatever my cat is very strange man he comes down here when i'm doing commentary i'm thinking he's going to join us and put his two cent in and what does he do he jumps inside one of the boxes that's in here jazz you doing man Of course, they had to show Ryan Phillippe's naked rear end. This is the second day in a row. I have to be more careful with the movies I choose. I think he's the only naked person in this movie. It's like, could we have gotten more naked females? Spread the nudity around if we're going to do all that. Because yesterday I did commentary for X, so y'all can check that out if y'all want. And Kid Cudi's naked rear end was in that goddamn movie. I'm wondering how much they'd have to pay me for me to be naked in a movie. They got y'all got to cut a check, man. Seriously. Every woman he has successfully pursued is Stay I bet that "stay away from him" had an exclamation mark at the end of it. You know, that part always irked me, like, when I saw this when I was younger, is when he just splashed her that one time, and then they just keep the conversation going. I thought they were going to have, like, a little play fight in the pool, and then they were just going to start kissing or something, but it was just that one single splash. Seriously. 
got everything going for you. You're, you're smart, you're beautiful, you're determined. Everything I want to go by. You know I'm seeing someone. Oh yes, the infamous Trevor. It's funny how I never mentioned him until now. Right. He's backpacking through Europe. He's great. I really miss him. I care. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you're not my type. Honestly? Honestly. You're smart. You're beautiful. Determined. Listing my qualities on your fingers is not going to get you anywhere with me. The best you can hope for is my friendship. And you're really walking a fine line at that. Phew! Damn. <laughs> That's some rejection for your ass. Night, sweet pea. Damn, she said listing my qualities on your fingers isn't going to get you anywhere with me. She wasn't flattered in the slightest. And she caved into him eventually, but it it took a while. And look at Blaine's house, man. Wait, is it Blaine's house? Oh no, that's Greg's house because he ripped the bumper sticker off his car. I love that watch that Sebastian's got. And Sebastian walked up in there like he was dressed like he's fresh out the fucking Matrix. What do we have here? <laughs> Joshua Jackson just looks so satisfied. <laughs> He's like, yeah, ain't done. It's the first time I've ever done anything like this. I was just really drunk and blah, 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 blah. Please don't tell anyone. This could ruin my whole career. Your career? Greg, what about your family? I mean, can you imagine the humiliation your father's going to feel when he finds out his pride and joy is a fudge packer? Oh, Lord. He'd be safe as hell this day and age. Like, he would be so accepted. And it's crazy because, like, this is how people thought back then. It was like they, they – I feel like nowadays there is no closet because everybody's way more accepted. They have a really large community that supports them and even people outside of their community that supports them. But back in the day, you know, that that was one of the reasons why there were a shit ton of hate crimes back then because it's like if people found out – you were gay back then it was so frowned upon and just you know they would treat you like a leper back then what was i thinking i love that half a smile sebastian just gave. he's like he's like i'm not here to play games yo your secret's safe with me eric maybe it's by the way i've probably said this in uh, a previous episode or something but um, I I actually didn't mind his movie, The Crow Salvation. I honestly think it's better than The Crow Wicked Prayer. But then again, almost anything is better than that movie. No diss to Edward Furlong and rest in peace, Dennis Hopper. But uh, it's something about The Crow Salvation. It's something about Eric Mabius. His character and the cast they put together in that movie for it to be a B film is it was pretty decent. How long have we known each other? Forever. Exactly. Now it's my job to look out for you, right? You're like a sister to me. Besides, do I look like some kind of gossip queen to you? Yeah. It's me, Greg, the Gregster. <laughs> Serious. 
Okay, you promise not to tell anybody? Annette, I swear to you on my mama's life. Now, meanwhile, the plane his mama was just on just exploded. It was Flight 180 and shit. Look at that big ass cell phone. She just spread an eagle right in front, <laughs> right in front of his face. She's like, shh, I'm on episode 12 of Cecile's life. Oh my god. <laughs> She's trying way too hard. Dr. King is my favorite. Peace out. Like, alright. Okay, sit sit your ass down, Cecile. Alright? You're fine just the way you are. Just relax. I've recently discovered that our good friend Mrs. Caldwell is the one who sent the letter to Annette urging her to stay away from me. Interesting. Yes, it is. I now plan to devote all my energies to destroying the douchebag. <laughs> Sebastian, I don't know what it is about this turtleneck and his all-black ensemble. It looks like he could have he could have been James McAvoy's replacement in Split. I'm sure Mrs. Caldwell will love that. Unfortunately, our Don Juan is moving with the speed of a Special Olympic hurdler. What's your plan of attack? I rat Cecile out to mommy. Mommy goes ballistic and ends the relationship. Boo-hoo. But who will they turn to for help? Cecile is planning on uh, going away with court next week. Now, fellas, um, not necessarily with our in-laws or anything like that, but we know, we remember the days of when girls would just only let us dry hump. It was the most annoying shit in the world. You start getting rug burn on your shit. Like, it was just too much. But that's what you had to settle for back in the day. I swear to God, man, I'm not going to say no names, but I remember me and my cousin, my cousin had me, it wasn't really a blind date, but he had, I feel like I've told this story before, that's why I wish it was live so somebody could stop me if I did, but uh, speaking of dry humping, my cousin, we were in high school and he had met this girl on the party line, no bullshit, and they they didn't live near us at all, they lived near my old stomping ground, so He's like, yo, I want you to come with me. I don't want to go by myself. She's got a sister. And I'm like, okay, cool. Mind you, he didn't tell me that they were twins. And it was just, I mean, it was a cool weekend. We had fun. But it was just a dry hump session the entire weekend. I mean, but it was more action than I was getting my freshman year. So I was, I was cool with that. It's all good. No worries. Now, if you in your late 20s and early 30s and so on and so forth, if you still dry humping at that, it just stop. You know, just go to like Pornhub or X videos or something. Just rub one out. All right.
Hello? Hi, it's Sebastian. Hi. I didn't wake you, did I? No, not at all. Good. Um, did I leave my glasses there? Uh, Nigga, stop reaching. No, I don't think so. He's like, he couldn't thought anything better than that. Well, I guess I'll see you around. Is that really why you were calling me? No. I called you because I missed talking to you. There you go. Just be honest, bro. Yeah, well, don't get used to it. I'm not liking it too much. What are you doing tomorrow? Well, I'm going out with you. That's worse than drugs? I guess. I think there's something going on between Cecile and her music teacher. Ronald? That's crazy. I know. She's so young and he's so black. <laughs> and the guy serving the tea. The guy serving the coffee was just like, my God. The look on his face was priceless. This movie's got as much manipulation as The Departed, honestly. Everybody on some shit in this one. Who the hell do you think you are? Excuse He's like, me? I'm a Derek from Save the Last Dance. I'm paying you to give cello lessons, not to pervert my child. Mrs. Caldwell, I, I think you're misunderstanding something. You can't explain this then? Meanwhile, those are the raps that he was writing. <laughs> Their maid's name is Margarita. Margarita? I got you off the streets, and this is how you repay me? Got me off the streets? I live at 59th and Park. Whatever. Now, you are never to set foot in this house again. And you are never, and I mean never, to see my daughter again. Is that understood? First of all, I never touched your daughter. And second, I would like to think that in these times, someone of your stature could look beyond racial lines. Oh, Bars. don't give me any of that racist crap. <laughs> my husband and I gave money to Colin Powell. <laughs> I guess that puts me in my place. Yo. Thank you for she is me. out of fucking control, so, man. It was a true awakening. <laughs> I should have done that at any job I was ever fired at or quit. He <laughs> just ran out screaming, The black man is gone. Wow. I never knew she had these types of feelings. It's because she doesn't. So, what do I do? 
I think you should tell her you love her. Are you kidding me? Mrs. Caldwell will have me shot if I go anywhere near her. This is very true. I don't even know her email address. Ronald. This was 99 when he was saying that shit. Be romantic. Write her another letter. Well, how will I get to her? We'll make sure she gets it. Jinx, you owe me a soda. Why are you guys doing this for me? Because... Because we want to see Cecile happy. And we know that you'd make her happy. Look how her hands just sensually found their way to his body. Like, she wanted to fuck him right then and there, and Sebastian just low-key cock-blocked for a second. You can use my room. It's right across the hall. Yeah, I bet. That was a true Buffy the Vampire Slayer moment right there. I mean, we've done some pretty fucked up shit in our time, but this is... We're destroying an innocent girl, you do realize it. Court Reynolds is going down, and if you won't help me, somebody else will. You amaze me. Eat me, Sebastian. It's alright for guys like you in court to fuck everyone, but when I do it, I get dumped for innocent little twits like Cecile. <laughs> God forbid I exude confidence and enjoy sex. Do you think I relish the fact that I have to act like Mary Sunshine 24-7 so I can be considered a lady? I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side, and sometimes I want to kill myself. So there's your psychoanalysis, Dr. Jesus. Now tell me. Are you in? Or are you out? Caller. Cecile, it's Catherine. <laughs> okay, stop crying. Stop crying. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Like when people cry over the phone, it it's even more awkward for me than it is in person because it's like there's really nothing you can't do over the phone. No, I need you to listen to me very carefully. I have a letter from Ronald. He asked me to give it to you. Now I can't exactly bring it to your house since your mother despises me. So here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Why do you say do like that? As we'll go to Zoe. And why the fuck does she have, like, she's, she too goddamn old for dollhouses and, like, life-sized dolls that look like her. Pretty sure the number on the side of that yellow cab is 
Long Island Ice Teas will do you in, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling y'all, man. They're 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 the devil's nectar, yo. They will creep up on your ass. I used to like get me like a Long Island iced tea and a shot of Evan Williams, in that order. Really? Because you're not sexy. I can be sexy. She drunk as hell. All right, show me sexy. And he's just so like his sarcasm blends in with just like his manipulation because he knows she's drunk he's like okay show me sexy And one of the things I love about Selma Blair in this movie and a, and a, a lot of her movies is that she's not afraid to be goofy. Like she doesn't portray herself as like a sex symbol per se. She's all, like she's she knows how to be spunky and use her humor in a lot of movies and shows and stuff. I'm sorry, that was out of line. I think I should go home now. Okay, I'll just call your mom and have her come pick you up. My mom? I just remember she Selma Blair was also in Can't Hardly Wait. She was uh she was sitting on that that backyard you know bench swing with the the Asian girl when Mike Dexter came out there he's like I recently became single. Cecile, all I want to do is give you a kiss. Just a kiss. I swear. Just lifted her up off her feet. What are you doing? I'm I ain't even gonna make no comments and give myself up on this show, yo. All I'm gonna say is that what Sebastian said is not too far from some shit your boy would say back in the day. That's all I'm gonna say. I will, I will not give myself up on this fucking show. Cecile! Yeah? Jesus <laughs> Christ, where have you been? Out drinking. Nothing? Well, hurry up! And the mom's just so. Uh, she's like, well, hurry up, whatever. She's very, very important to the school, and I want you to look your best, alright? Okay. Okay, go. God, that is a beautiful house. Estate, whatever you want to call it. I wasn't planning on it, but being such a lovely day, why waste it in the city? That's true. It's very, very true. Anyone for tennis? Something I could never get into is tennis. I, I couldn't. I never tried, but I, I just don't think I could get into it. Excuse me. That was rude. She's very strange. What are you going to do? Is something wrong? That was Mrs. Collins. They're short of volunteers at the retirement home. But I have theater tickets. Oh, that's terrible. I have a thought. Oh, my Lord. Shudder's got a fucking zombie movie that was filmed in Taiwan called The Sadness. Oh, Lord. 
people. Y'all know I love zombies, so there will be a trailer reaction later for that. Can't help it. Ew, and the thumbnail looks disgusting. Looks like some, um, grindhouse planet terror type of gooey, ooey nastiness, and I'm all for it. He swore he was going with Annette. Did I ever tell you the time <laughs> my late husband said Yes, you already did, Mrs. Sugarman. Oh, I did? Mrs. Sugarman's such a sweetheart. Oh, we played backgammon? Uh-huh. You beat me three times. I did? Yep. Then I fucked your daughter. Excuse me? I said, would you care for some water? No. Why would he do that to Mr. Sugarman, yo? This is Sebastian's an asshole, yo. Come in. And she's so happy to have company. How's it going in here? Oh, <laughs> oh, I played backgammon, and and I won three times. Ooh, I did. I did. you're going with your bad self. Is it wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> she's so happy to be like just to be. And here Sebastian is, just not even genuine. This is a Fat Boy Slim, if I'm not mistaken. Praise you? I want to say it's Fat Boy Slim. If I'm wrong, I know it's people out there are going to fucking crucify me while they listen to this. She is. You just think I'm a real idiot. No, I don't. You're trying to tell me that you had a good time with that old lady. I did. We played three games of backgammon. All right, I was bored on my mind. I hate doing charity. It's okay. Doesn't make you a bad person. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. I can't win with you. That didn't have. Right, it didn't have shit to do with what she was talking about, dog. Cut it out. Do what your problem is. You take yourself way too seriously. I do not. He does. He's borderline emo. Only difference is he's just like a rich prick. And you know what? I'm not surprised they hooked up after this movie because their chemistry is pretty good, man. That's one of the things I've always liked about this movie. Even though his character ain't shit and he's, he's not genuinely going after her because he wants to fall in love with her. He falls in love with her by mistake. But um, I love the little interactions with them, too. Like this part right here where, where uh, you know she locks hands with him and they just enjoy the drive. Like I like this little moment right here. Because she grabbed his hand at first and then they both just locked hands. I love it. What if that wasn't even in the script? Who is it? Catherine. Are you okay? No. Good God, man. I know this is random people, but I was just, I was like feeling my head for a second. My hair is like thinning. And it's letting me know that I'm getting kind of old. You know, 30s is the new thousands, apparently. My hair's thinning. And I was trying to get my hair braided next week because I didn't grew this shit out. You know, like I've, like I've been writing a novel. So I was like, I can't just, you know, keep using a coil brush and picking it out and shit. Oh, 
Why didn't you do Either that or I'm going to have to start the revolution. Uh-huh. But, like, I, t- I told my homegirl that if she, was gonna, if she was going to braid it next week, I'm like, yo, like, there's a part, there's a spot that's going to be hard to, to catch, to twist up, because I'm my hair is thinning in one spot. And somebody told me, they're, like, my uncle was like, yo, you might as well just let it all go, man, it's that time. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm in my 30s, like, I, but I'm not fucking... 50 and no disrespect to anybody out there that is but it's like i'm not that old where i'm ready to let go of my hair like i'm not receding my shit's just thinning i'm not about to shave my plus i don't think i have the face or the head for a shaved one i don't know it was weird and at first it felt icky and then it was sort of okay and then then i started getting really hot and then i started shaking And it's, I don't know, it was weird. It just felt like an explosion. (laughs) This is like a coming of age story right here. This little moment right here is almost like a separate film. I did. Listen to the music. (laughs) You're becoming a woman. I'm so proud of you. I am? (laughs) (laughs) She's like, yo, this ain't even that type of movie, yo. We ain't shit around these parts, and we horny kids. Now that you're on your way, it would be stupid of you to stop. Think of Sebastian as a tutor. Let him instruct you. But I don't love him. I love Ronald. So? Don't you want to make Ronald happy? Practice makes perfect, Cecile. My advice is to sleep with as many people as possible jesus christ man what type of advice uh yeah cecile everybody does it it's just that nobody talks about it that's true but why would why would she tell her to sleep with as many people as possible that goes both ways by the way like sluts can be both genders you dig what i'm saying i am not singling out any one gender It's just like I say, you know, people, I always tell people, like, people call um, females gold diggers, and there's gold diggers out here, but there are male gold diggers as well, man. That's the truth of the matter. It's always a two-way street. Am I supposed to feel this sore? Unless you go down down my block, and it's actually a one-way street. When I say one-way street, I mean down by my corner store is a, the next block over is a... Never mind. Cecile? This is what I like to call quiet time. It's the time when we reflect on the things we've just done. Sorry. Yeah, he done turned her out. He popped her cherry. She was eating cherries. Which is a nice little gesture. Was that supposed to fog his glasses up? I'm taking a shower. Want any company? No. Want a blowjob? Good night, Cecile. I mean, you're you're a hell of a guy to turn down some head. I mean, I'm not saying you go out there and get head from every chick, but that is a a man's kryptonite. Sorry. 
It just is. fuck is he an ornithologist on the side or something he just randomly got binoculars i love this little study that they're in library whatever you want to call it den i just it, it's just all brown it's there's paintings books i love it I'm not losing our bet. It's just taking a little longer than I expected. Do you mind if I take my new car for a ride? She just lick his lip. The only thing you're going to be riding is me. Sick burn. She ain't like that shit. She got that demonic look on her face when he said that. Now she's crying. Annette's out there crying reading that book. Have, have y'all ever cried while reading a book? I don't. I've never done it. But there's some people out here like that. Those are the intense readers, man. I appreciate y'all, my fellow bookworms out there. I like this scene too because she caves in. Like she's like, okay, this dude is really kissing me. And she caves in and starts kissing him back. But then he, could, he he fucked it up because he trying to get some pussy right there, you know, out in the garden. Like, you should have kept it cool, dog. She let you kiss her. Don't fuck the moment up and make the record scratch. Sorry about that. I am too. You know what? I'm not sorry. I don't take it back. I thought we were just going to be friends. I can't handle it. He's so petty. I can't keep my feelings all bottled up like you. Can you honestly tell me that you feel nothing for me? This part was in the... Some of these parts were in the trailers. I have feelings for you, Sebastian. No, then what's wrong? <laughs> it's not like you have a husband. Unless you're married to Jesus. That's not Now, fair. what if he just got struck by lightning? Why can't we be together? You really want to know why? Yes, I want to know why. It's because I don't trust myself with you. Oof. Now, that being said, <laughs> damn, that was a heavy hit. But that being said, she didn't say she didn't trust him. She said she doesn't trust herself. Now, again, I will not give myself up on the show, but I will say I've been told that before. Somebody has told me that they don't trust themselves, not with me, but around me. And I'm like, I, you know, consider me harmless. Man. I ain't out to get nobody. But if people don't trust themselves around the, around you or with you, I mean, it, it's a, that's a personal thing for them. Hi. Unless you're Sebastian, of course, then you ain't shit. I just came to say goodbye. Where are you going? I'm back to the city. Where? Back to the city. I may go to the south of France for the end of the summer. I just can't take your games anymore. He just keep baiting her in, man. Oh, come off it. You're hot one minute, you're cold the next. You make me feel inadequate. Oh, well, I guess the... if that's how I'm making you feel, then it's best that you're leaving. Good for you. Sebastian, I don't want us to part on bad terms. Well, I'm afraid you don't have a choice in the matter. You're a hypocrite, and I don't associate with hypocrites. How am I a hypocrite? Oh, please, Annette, you spend all your time preaching about waiting for love. Well, here it is. 
right in front of you, and you're going to turn your back on it. Now, while Sebastian is manipulative and there's like a part of him that's not being genuine and is thinking about the bet. In his defense, a part of him is serious, but he's got a fucking point because a lot of ladies, I'm not trying to shame y'all if y'all are listening to this, but a lot of y'all do that. You know, y'all talk about y'all turn down a lot of I'm not talking about niggas like Sebastian. Fuck people like that. But y'all turn down a lot of guys that are willing to love y'all the way that y'all claim y'all want to be loved. And it's, it's like when it happens, y'all don't know how to react to it. So y'all automatically push that shit away and get in like defense mode. It happens. I understand. Everybody's human, man. I just, but for the life of me, I won't, I like, I, it's, it's just, it's just a weird thing. But in Sebastian's case, it worked. Oh, right. This shit's about to backfire on him because when she finally caves in, when she finally was about to give herself, her virginity to this man, he caved in. Look, she reaching for the belt and everything. She won it. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's not under the influence. She's not high. And she sat on it. That's one of them Lisa Will moments in the Bel Air reboot. When, when they sit on that bed, you know what it is. And she's undoing her shirt or pajamas, whatever it is. Is that a onesie? I really can't remember. He's looking like, yo, you you really serious, yo. I was just playing, girl. I'm sorry, I can't. And again, yo, so, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to relate so much to Sebastian. Because I've never been that type of manipulative bachelor guy. But I've had a moment like that, too, where with somebody just ready and willing. And I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't. And I did that. I did that to spare the the girl at the time. You know what I'm saying? Of course, and and, and I was uh I think I was like fresh out of high school or maybe it was like my senior year. And I was just like, I can't do this cuz you're not you're just acting on impulse. This is not really what you want to do and I'll be damned if your first time is written off as a mistake tomorrow morning. So I can't be that person to do that. You know what I'm saying? Morning. There is a method to my madness, people. I'm not 100% asshole, probably just 95%. Well, know that other 5% is, you, you know, what I give you guys in the show. If you're asking if I nailed her, the answer is no. She shot you down? Exactly the opposite. Please don't shoot so me down. Because I'm flying. on the bed, ready to do it, but I was, I just didn't feel right about it. You're telling me you had the chance to fuck her and you didn't? God, are you a chump? Now, when I was a kid, that sound and the way they made it look always made me think that Sarah Michelle Geller had cakes oh, on her. running towards her room. You won't find her. Where is she? You don't know? She left 30 minutes. Ago. I keep forgetting I got my goddamn Where water did next she to me. Go? She apologized to your aunt and told her she was going to stay with her friends. You blew it. <sighs> Quality H2O, people. She'll never go near you again. Hello? 
she with you? No. Where is she? I don't know. Look, why don't you just leave her alone? Where is she? Oh, okay, okay, all right. All right, she's she's with her friend's parents, the Mahalics. She just caught a train in a Penn Station. Mahalics? Thank you. Wasn't Mahalik no Anthony Anderson's name in fucking Scary Movie 3? Mahalik. Is the C silent or something? I don't know what this song's called, but I like this shit. It fit the scene perfectly. I always get the words wrong, though. The only words I really know is I am ready. <laughs> and he's just at the top of the escalator like a fucking serial stalker. I am ready. I am ready. I am ready. I am. Love this fucking moment, man. Even though it's bittersweet, because it's like she Annette, poor Annette has no idea about this bet. Bars, but it's very bittersweet. But it's a it's a sweet scene. I love that fucking line. She was like, what? Oh, you definitely getting the cheeks for real. Like, she... That line is... That was such a good... I don't know. I feel like I might have mentioned something about the writing might not be all that great. I don't know if I said that or not in the beginning of this episode. But if I did, I take it back. Because I forgot how well that these... Like, a bunch of these lines of dialogue go into one another. Easy, Tiger. It's her first time. You pumping like this is your 17th porno. I love that line, too. It's always good to be considerate during sex. Unless unless you just like no holds barred. barred. Y'all want to just go crazy on each other type shit. But it's like that can get very dangerous, as we all know. But I love that he asked her, was she okay? And she's like, yeah, I am. That eye contact, that's that dangerous shit right there. That eye contact during missionary. Man, listen. Everybody out there, because you know Sebastian ain't strap up. Actually, you know what? He probably did. But whether he did or didn't. I mean, I'm saying this in the case that he didn't. Y'all, if y'all out there having, you know, missionary and y'all love making eye contact, please, if y'all ain't already had no kids... I better have them things on deck. You on deck. What if the car and the cab and that rode off and just exploded? Aw, Catherine's in her feelings. Now look at Sebastian. He done forgot all about the bet. It's like, let me fix your tie there, brother. And even the doorman's like, oh, he's in a good mood. He must have got some super cheeks. <sighs> Catherine's lame attempt to get back at Sebastian. It's so their relationship is so fucking weird because it's like when when Sebastian stopped really giving a fuck about Catherine, 
she started doing all this little weird shit to get back at him that wasn't even a part of the plan. Like, just petty. Petty, White. Come in. Rest in peace, Betty White. But that is exactly what Catherine's name would be. Petty White. Bad time? But, you know, if Catherine was to be Petty White, then um, Sebastian would be Petty Murphy. You know, they're birds of a feather. Where could he be? Hi. What the fuck is that? Furry handcuffs? First of all, why do you have a Speedo on, sir? You are not representing. You don't get to have all the fun. See what I'm saying? And then she ready to fuck him right after Ronald left out the room. She just ain't, she ain't got no pics at all. I love that. He's like, yeah, I don't want you to suck my dick right now. I'm good. Cold. Stone cold. They're like they they're just two brats, yo. Jesus Christ. That's one of the things I said about some of the acting in this movie. It's very bratty. You don't love me anymore. Oh, come on, Catherine. It's just a bet. He's like, yeah, I ain't fucking with you. And she's salty. Your brother is you. She's salty. Look at yourself. Look what you've been reduced to. Have you given any thought to what's going to happen when school starts? Not only are you dating Miss Seventeen Magazine, but she's also the new headmaster's daughter. Before you know it, you'll be giving campus tours with her. Oh, wait. Her father doesn't know about her past, does he? Here she go. Now he'd let his little princess be seen with the likes of you. She go with that boy on that bullshit. It's so disappointing to see Annette's manifesto was a total sham. You know, a student body president, I feel it's my sworn duty to tell him. Gosh, she gets on my nerves in so many parts in this movie. Just, oh, just manipulation all across the board, baby. This is very true. I mean, unless you're a werewolf that, like, or the Hulk or some shit.
Don't do it, Sebastian. You'll not only ruin your reputation, you'll destroy hers. Yo, I'm kind of pissed, man, because I, I I think it was like a car or a truck outside that just went past, and I thought it was like thunder rumbling. It was supposed to rain today, man. I was actually looking forward to it. I've been looking forward to it all day. I feel like as long as I have the right coat on, I don't mind even traveling in it. You know, but I don't, you know, I don't want to be you know stuck during a storm in a fucking alleyway like peewee herman or some shit just getting drenched but i do love some good rain good thunderstorm and i'm not gonna hold y'all man like me being a writer I, that journal i'm not a big journal dude like as far as notebooks all the notebooks i've kept as of recently for the last couple years have been for podcast outlines or like script ideas but uh i do like the journal he's got with the the brown leather, you know, cover to it. This is my room. Oh, she's so happy to see him, man. This is such a messed up scene. There's something I have to tell you. And she was ready to go again. This isn't working out. She's like, wait, what's going on? It's not you, it's me. Oh my god. I'm completely fucked up. What do you say? God, th oh, this part. If I hated him at any part in this movie, it's this part right here. I thought I was in love with you, but it was just a lie. Shattering her heart to fucking pieces, yo. I wanted it to work, but unfortunately I feel nothing. Why are you doing this? Right. She knows something's wrong. I just wanted to see what you were like in bed. No, you don't mean that. You know nothing. You don't even know me. The fact of the matter is, there is someone I love. What if she just pulled out a gun and shot him? Roll the credits. I don't believe you. I don't know how to make this any clearer to you. You mean nothing to me. You were just, you, you were just a conquest. You know, as bad as it sounds, I wish, I wish a lot more people in the world were that brave enough to admit that somebody does not mean anything to them instead of just stringing each other along. I don't want to hear it. Don't touch me. Don't fucking touch me, Sebastian! Don't! Yep, you earned that slap. First of all, when she said don't touch her, that, that should have been it right there. But he just kept trying. You don't do that. Take the hair out your mouth, sweetheart. You're going you're gonna to choke on that hair. Just... I know you want to stay in a moment, but that hair is definitely in your mouth.
hold my bag so I can take my coat off and take my bag in a split second? Nah. Must be nice to be filthy rich. I don't think I need someone to hold my bags or hold my coat and all that fancy schmancy. Jesus. A little melodramatic, don't you think? <laughs> he's always dressed like he's in the Matrix. Now you got the sunglasses on indoors. Like, just stop it. It's over. Really? You were right. She don't care. He got tears in his eyes. She she does not care at this point. And he's about to be salty. I thought we should celebrate. I'd love to. But unfortunately, I'm expecting some company. She got a dick appointment, bruh. Who? And it ain't you. Ron? Not that it's any of your business. But yes. From Ronald. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but I'm pretty sure it goes something like, yada, 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 you mean a lot to me. Still be friends. The, the games these two play, man, are dangerous. You see, I expected your sort of bullshit, so... It almost makes me curious to watch Cruel Intentions too, but I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be like a fucking prequel with Catherine and Sebastian, but I know it doesn't even hold a candle to this. Same writer and director or not. Well this movie's just handled with a certain... As, as manipulative and shysty and, and just downright dirty as this movie is is handled with a bit of like with a different bit of class the celebration it's like watching wild things two and three i'm not doing all that the first one's not a classy film at all but it's a good uh it's a good thriller with some decent twists throughout but um i'm not about to watch the sequels what's so funny Tricks are for kids. My triumph isn't over her. It's over you. Come again? You were very much in love with her. And you're still in love with her. But it amused me to make you ashamed of it. You gave up on the first person you ever loved because I threatened your reputation. Don't you get it? You're just a toy, Sebastian. <laughs> Jesus. A little toy I like to play with. <laughs> you completely blown it with her. I think it's the saddest thing I've ever heard. Oh my goodness, man. Cheers. It's yo, it's like the way they kept getting one up on each other was crazy in this movie. They both are terrible human beings, though. Like, you might want to feel something for them. So you know, you might want to... You might want to think, um... But unfortunately, I don't fuck losers. God damn. You, what, I was saying, what I was saying was, you might want to think to yourself, because it's Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Felipe, Philippi, you might want to think, okay, maybe there's a good person in there somewhere, but... The shit they do to other people and themselves just tosses all that right out the window. Look at him. Now he pacing back and forth bitching. Almost almost broke his only phone in the room. 
Now, now you mad, huh? It's alright, we've all been there. He's like, fuck it, I'll just write some raps. She's like, aren't you Listen, Barry from I know what you did last summer? I already told you she is not here. Could you please see that she gets this? I'll do that. It's really important. I understand. Good night. And at least the lady made sure she got it. But had that would have been like Listen. That motherfucker come knocking at my door looking for a net. Like, if I was a family member or a father, like, listen, you got about three seconds to get the fuck off my doorstep, bruh. Before you leave out this motherfucking apartment complex in pieces, bitch. Dear Annette, I don't know what I can possibly say to rectify the harm I've caused you. The truth of the matter is, being with you was the only time I have ever been happy. My whole life has been a joke. You know something? This movie almost seems like it could have been written by Kevin Williamson. Because a lot of this, um, and it's got a lot to do with the 90s teen upbeat type of, you know, movies and shows. Because a lot of this sounds like it's fresh out of Dawson's Creek. But I feel like if it was written by Kevin Williamson, like on some Dawson's Creek shit, then... Like some real Dawson's Creek shit, they would have used way bigger words throughout this movie. Because Dawson's Creek, Dawson's Creek is one of them shows where I had to watch it and get like a dictionary and a thesaurus on deck. That show taught me a lot. And let me just say this about Dawson's Creek. Um, that show is, as much as I love that show, I remember when they had it on Netflix, I binged it for like a month. And... Dawson's Creek really is the white version of love and hip-hop. It is messy as shit. Dawson's dating Joey. Joey's dating Pacey. Dawson's fucking Jen. Jen's fucking Pacey. Pacey's fucking Jen's grams at some point. Like, everybody's fucking everybody in that goddamn show. Pacey was fucking Tamara, his teacher. Dawson's dad was cheating on the mom. I don't know what the fuck, who was sleeping with who in that show. At some point, Dawson was probably sleeping with Pacey in that show. That's how messy that shit was getting. I completely forgotten that show went off the rails the way it did. What's up? I forgot Michelle Williams' character even died in that show. It's Sebastian. He's out of his mind. One thing that show did have was um I didn't know Dawson was. I don't, I don't know if he was dating her. I think she he was trying to get his film approval by this chick, the chick that was in Sleepwalkers, the daughter. And I think Bianca Kylick from Halloween Resurrection was uh, in Dawson's Creek, too. And look how it comes full circle, people, because if Bianca Kylick was, as I remember, in Dawson's Creek, she was in Halloween Halloween Resurrection with Sean Patrick Thomas, who's in Cruel Intentions, who was in this movie with Joshua Jackson, who was in Dawson's Creek. I make it come full circle on the Tudor Reviews podcast, people. As crazy as I... 
you know, may make it seem. I know what I'm, I'm telling y'all. It's a method to my madness. I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Now, did Sebastian sleep in a cave? Oh, no, he's at the park. He was just chilling. Oh, he was waiting outside her crib. This this ending sequence is very like Pulp Fiction, eleven fourteen. You know, story. Uh, if anybody hasn't seen eleven fourteen with Patrick Swayze and Rachel Lee Cook, please watch it. It is one of those stories that um, everybody's story intertwines. It's very Pulp Fiction, very go. That's what all of this shit is like. When worlds collide, type of business. I love shit like this. It's a sad ending to our character here, but Come up. Hey, he should have known he was ready to fight. To His whole stance is ready to fight. Just told me you fucked Cecile. <laughs> so what? You fucked Catherine, nigga. It's true, isn't it? Ronald, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that right hook he tried to do, that was the same right hook he gave Michael Myers, and it didn't work in either movie. Cab driver could have hit the fucking brake. Oh, he wasn't looking at the road like a dumbass. Whoa. Jesus. He hit the hood, the roof, and the back. He hit all parts of that car. Now, I know, like, I've listen, I've never been hit by a car before or anything like that, but it's like he died from those injuries? I, I love you with that. That's sad, man. I mean, he did shatter the windshield. Not completely, but... Cracked the windshield. And what made the scene even sadder is that Ronald came over with her. You know, even... Regardless of the fight, he still came over to see if he was okay type of shit. That made it even sadder. As the new headmaster of Manchester Prep, it saddens me to start our new school year off with such a mournful tone. He's like, Sebastian, I know he was fucking my daughter, but they paid me extra money to give this obituary. So I got to do what I got to do because they pay well. Meanwhile, Catherine, she's still going to hell because she's in the bathroom doing coke out of the cross. I didn't know anyone else was in here. I'm sorry. I'm in at Catherine Bertoy. Mertuit. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. Your father's the new headmaster at Manchester, right? God, man, I love Sarah Michelle Geller's hair color in this movie, man. Okay. I'll be fine. Did you know Sebastian? I might say that. This scene kind of reminds me of um, 
even though Annette's acting like she doesn't, they're acting like they don't know who each other are. It reminds me of that scene in, uh, what is it, uh, Why Did I Get Married? When Jill Scott and the chick that slept with her husband are, like, in the bathroom together. It's, it's, a, it's a nice little tense moment, I guess. I know it sounds really trite, but sometimes when I feel I can't go on, I turn to Jesus and he helps me through it. <laughs> she, the Catherine's looking like, the Catherine's looking like, yeah, that's, that's my line. And she just super yoled out. Like, how can she even? There's always a silver lining. It might be hard to see, but what we should learn from this experience is to be true to ourselves. Now, I'm wondering this part, too. Like, is it a prequel or is it a sequel and Sebastian faked his death or some shit? Like, I have no fucking clue what they're doing. It's, it's, it's making me curious. I might watch it, but I'm not going to do commentary for it, people. Person I could not reach out to in time was my stepbrother Sebastian. I know he's looking down on us today, and everybody's skating. They like, yo, 106 in Park is on early. We out. <laughs> Motherfuckers cutting masks to go watch 106 in Park. And she had to know something was up because the way that they're all looking at her, it's like, bitch, you you wildin' up there speaking blasphemy. Now this song, I I do not remember what this song is called, but this is a dope song. What is this damn song called? I'm wondering if anybody, and Cecile's the one passing out the, (laughs) passing out the journal. She's like, here, you can have one too, bitch. (laughs) Sweet karma, man. Sebastian's like, listen, even in death, people are going to know that you ain't shit. And I'm mad that he called it. He called his journal cruel intentions like, all right. Bittersweet Symphony is what this song is called. It's called um, Bittersweet Symphony, and it's a rock band called The Verve. You figure I'd know because I'd seen this movie, what, like a thousand times or so? And they're all looking at her like, my God, you put cocaine in your crucifix, you scoundrel. And she's so she's so embarrassed and it's like, well done. Even though Sebastian wasn't shit, neither was Catherine. At least he, he did something right in his life. And Annette got the Jaguar Roadster. Balling. 
and I like that she can look back. You know, she's having these flashbacks of her and Sebastian. I like that she can look back and have things to smile about through all the bad shit that happened. It's good. It's good stuff. I take back whatever I may have said about this movie in the beginning. I really don't remember what I said. I swear I said something about the writing not being always on point. Yes, good stuff, people. What the hell is this? I was about to say, was there a a post credit sequence with where Earth was getting taken over? That shit sounded like a spaceship was about to pop up. But people, we have survived the intentions that were cruel of both Catherine and Sebastian. And again, happy birthday shout out to Sarah Michelle Geller. I almost said Samuel L. Jackson. Y'all gotta stop with these three names shit. Like like cut it out. But uh, happy 45th to uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, man. She was awesome in this movie. I'm in a tough spot here, man, because I I don't want to be petty like these characters have been. But this is a 9 out of 10 for me. No, I give it a 9.5 out of 10. Straight up, a 9.5 out of 10. And the only reason I'm not giving it a full 10 is because, yes, some of the dialogue, the way that it's delivered, it comes off as very bratty very prissy and while those were the intentions that were cruel all pun intended right there while those were the intentions it just comes across as annoying sometimes like the moments where Catherine's like i want to fuck and sebastian's like and i don't it really comes across as two bratty prissy spoiled ass rich kids who just can't get along that's what it comes across as but it's all good though because this is a strong nine and a half out of ten my gripes with the film are very minor the acting's really good the direction is so simple yet so tastefully uh, done it's very classy like i said all the interior and exterior shots look great um every location they chose um was was it, it fit the bill for every scene there wasn't one scene that where the characters fell out of place or the scenery fell out of place everything kind of went well together the cast they put together was really good and like i said especially for the 90s the time that this came out in 99 you couldn't have got a better cast for this the only people you really were missing was jennifer love hewitt and nev campbell or something like that but you know jennifer love hewitt popped up in there somewhere but you gotta love this movie man the soundtrack's really good soundtrack fit the bill for the film also but um this this is a great movie man like i said this is if anything this is the white version of boomerang but it's just a little a, a lot darker in tone it's not it's not mean-spirited or anything or boomerang is not mean-spirited or anything like this movie is but i can deal with it because all of the, the context is really good but shout out to um god damn it let me look at this director one more time shout out to roger cumble for writing and directing just helming the project entirely shout out to sarah michelle geller reese witherspoon ryan Philippi, um you know everybody that was involved in the making of this film man and you know joshua jackson selma blair sean patrick thomas and eric mabius and um people i do have trailers and other commentaries to get to man and y'all know i gotta get to it i do want to see the trailer for that shutter zombie movie that's I don't know what it's going to be, but it looks nasty, so I want to do that. And there's there's other commentaries I want to get out there so I can be locked and loaded for the weekend so you guys will have content to enjoy. But, people, y'all already know where to go. And if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict. Shout out to Anchor. 
follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs, and shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus. And last but certainly not least, shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. I'm going to keep this one brief. The, you know, the outros have, I've been trying to make sure they're not long-winded because a lot of these episodes have been almost... The commentaries have been almost two hours long, and I know shit can get long-winded, people, and not everybody. Y'all ain't trying to hear all that shit all the time, but I definitely appreciate y'all tuning in. And y'all already know the love and support y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.